Santana to me. The following podcast is a Sand Productions production. Welcome to the Autism Warriors Podcast, Episode 29, The Mother's Day Show, Autism Warrior Moms. Our website is AutismWarriors.com. Our Facebook is Facebook.com backslash Autism Warriors. We're here live every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Our email is feedback at SayItProductions.com. Our voicemail is 813-915-6390. Our Twitter is Say It Prods. Don't forget to go to iTunes to rate and review our show. We respect and uphold the rights of people to make choices concerning their family member with autism, whether it be vaccinations, therapies, or medications. My name is Erica Plord. I'm mother to two children on the spectrum, Spectrum, Cassidy 10 and Garrett 8. And I'd like to introduce my co-host, Pam Mari. Pam, how are you doing? Hanging in there in the rear with the gear. I am... <laughs> what's left what's left of a mom to Joey. He's fourteen and he's also on the autism spectrum. And happy Mother's Day to all. Mm-hmm. Well, in response to our finish the following sentence question, we had Tanya Fry say, I am an autism warrior because I wasn't given a choice. And then Angelique Duggar said, I am an autism warrior mom because I never stop fighting for what I think my daughter needs. Another announcement is that Autism Warriors can be found now on Zach Picto. See the link in the show notes, courtesy of John Lesher. He's been posting our most recent uh, podcasts on the Zach Picto, which is an awesome thing. And as usual, we have the Zach Picto of the week. This week, we offer a tidbit of open discussion section of Zach Picto, where parents and caregivers can post a discussion topic and gain insights and help from others. The most recent topic in the discussion area is seeking help for a son who is too intelligent to warrant services. The parent is having a terrible time receiving services for her son who experiences major outbursts, has social issues, and is melting down at home totally disturbing the family situation. She's at her wit's end to find providers and advocates to help her navigate the school system. You can join the conversation by following the link in the show notes and joining the the Zach Picto system. It was a good discussion. I read it. I didn't have a chance to jump in, but um, obviously there's more than one item for open for discussion at any one given time, but This was the most recent and the most recently responded to. So it's a good place to go and help people out. Exactly. And you can also get help from them, too. I thought we'd jump right to the topic of the week. Dive in head first. What do you think, Pam? Um, You're not going to do resources? No, I'm jumping in head first to the topic of the week. Oh, you're jumping into the topic of the week, which is warrior moms we know and honor. And like I said, mm-hmm. that has to do with Mother's Day. 
uh, partially because, as some of us will find, if we don't give ourselves a pat on the back, we're not going to get one. So we're offering a pat on the back to these ladies that we know, respect, and appreciate. And some Erica knows, some I know, some we both know. Uh, so we'll go down the list. Wanda Argo of Kalamazoo, Michigan. And Wanda is for just plain never given up when autum- autism was an unknown. And also for creating the Sisterhood of the Autism Mothers on Facebook. It's a great group. Gretchen Mansfield-Wilson. Uh, grandmother to a blind young man with autism, and we honor her for creating the Sean Ashley House, which is a residential program for folks with disabilities. Tanya Fry, our guest tonight, for creating Desperate for Respite, which we feel should be uh, a chain like KFC. Uh, <laughs> really. Judy Chamanic, my friend here in Lemoyne, Pennsylvania, for her tireless work with the Autism Society Greater Harrisburg Chapter. And personally for being there for me time after time. Deb Delp, another one of our local autism moms, always looking for a natural solution to a problem. She likes to go the natural route. Susie Brenner, Mechanicsburg PA, the undisputed, quote, queen of special needs haircuts in central Pennsylvania and creator of the Sensory Picnic. Awesome. I had a couple. Shannon Larry Nall, who's an advocate with a child on the spectrum. She works at the Greater Hartford Chapter of Autism Speaks here in Connecticut. And then another woman I know, um, Melissa Willette, Bristol, Connecticut, who has worked tirelessly to advocate for her children, but also in legislation here in Connecticut to make autism an important topic and lobbies to get autism services covered by insurance companies. And I also added uh, Mrs. Tracy Dawson, registered nurse. She's our school nurse here in Hershey, PA. She's an autism mom. And a great helper with my son at school when he is not feeling well. And it's it's a great comfort to have an Audi mom working as your school nurse because oh, yeah. she just knows what to do. Uh, Sandy Waters, who is an autism mom on Facebook, she's the creator of a blog radio show called The Candy Store, or The Candy Show, uh, The Candy Store. I'm sorry. And we honor her and her daughter with autism. She's another great advocate and tireless worker for the cause. So we, we honor all these autism moms and anyone that we forgot, you're in there too. You're in there too and you're in our hearts. Yeah. Well, tonight in honor of all autism warrior moms, we will read a classic poem, The Special Mother by Irma Bombeck. I and guess that I'll is. <laughs> that is if I can see it. No, I'll go ahead and read it, Pam. You're going to read it? Right. it? Yeah, I have oh, it right okay. here. I have okay. it right here. The Special Mother by Irma Bombeck. Did you ever wonder how mothers of disabled children were chosen? Somehow I visualize God hovering over the earth, selecting his instruments of propagation with great care and deliberation. As he observes, he instructs his angels to make notes in a giant ledger. This one gets a daughter. The patron saint will be Cecilia. This one gets twins. The patron saint will be Matthew. This one gets a son. The patron saint will give her Gerard. She's used to the profanity. Finally, he passes a name to an angel and smiles. Give her a disabled child. The angel is curious. Why this one, God? She's so happy. Exactly, smiles God. Could I have? Could I give a disabled child to a mother who does not know laughter? That would be cruel. But ha- 
has she patience? Asked the angel. I don't want her to have too much patience or she'll drown her or she will drown in a sea of sorrow and despair. Once the shock and resentment wears off, she'll handle it. I, I watch her today. She has that feeling of self and independence that is so necessary in a mother. You see, the child I'm giving to her has his own world. She has to make him live, the, live in her world, and that's not going to be easy. But, Lord, I don't think she b- even believes in you. God smiles. No matter. I can fix that. This one is perfect. She has just enough selfishness. The angel gasps. Selfishness? Is that a virtue? God nods. If she can't separate herself from the child occasionally, she won't survive. Yes, here is a woman whom I will bless with a child less than perfect. She doesn't realize it yet, but she will be envied. She will never take for granted a spoken word. She will never consider any step ordinary. When her child says mama for the first time, she will be present at a miracle and will know it. I will permit her to her to see clearly the things I see, ignorance, cruelty, and prejudice, and allow her to rise above them. She will never be alone. I will be at her side every minute of every day of her life because she is doing my work as surely as if she is here by my side. And what about her patron saint? asks the angel, his pen poised in midair. God smiles. A mirror will suffice. I'm glad you read that because I was getting a choked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got choked up the first time I read it. <laughs> yeah, I keep it on my fridge. Especially the part where they say when, when she'll be around when her child says mommy for the yeah. first time. I remember the exact day that Cassidy said mommy for the first time. She was two and a half years old. And I cried like a baby. <laughs> But anyway, we have a special guest on our show tonight, Tanya Fry from Desperate for Respite. Hi, Tanya. Hi, how are y'all? Just peachy neat. That's a long poem. It is, isn't it? It is. I'm glad you read it too, Erica. (laughs) (laughs) I think it, it hits the nail right on the head, though. That's, you know, someone sent it to me. And like I said, I keep it on the fridge, and it it's out there. It doesn't paint any of us as perfect, you know, a little bit selfish, a little bit this, a little bit that. And it's true, but obviously all those components have have their purpose and have a reason, you know, mm-hmm. in, in having a special child. So that's why I thought it was important. So we're glad to have you, Tanya. Like I said, we're... Oh, I'm glad. I like talking with you guys and well, listening. So <laughs> when are you gonna? So when are you gonna open your chain of desperate for respite around yeah. the country? Oh, as soon as people like well up and give us a boatload of money, I'd love to. I would. I would love to see them crop up everywhere. I know, uh, right? I, I actually well. have a uh, something that I started back in two thousand and nine, kind of like a. Uh, wraparound process for families within my area that would include respite services. I've had this pet project since 2009 and I'm once I finish my master's level work 
because it's going to be with a concentration and not-for-profit management, so I'll know how to write the grants to get the money to be able to provide the services. So I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. I, I, I agree. I think it needs to be done at a community level. Um, it needs to happen. I mean, it, it, it's so successful here, and it would be just as successful everywhere. Um but yeah, we're not the only ones desperate for effort in Texas, so it needs to be everywhere. Exactly. I mean, Pam needs some respite. <laughs> I was telling her today. I well, suppose. Well, if I was there, we'd give you some respite, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, I the cool think it's thing just- to think about desperate for respite is that we don't go after the the families with that need the respite because <laughs> that's usually what happens it you end up having a bunch of employees or staff members or volunteers that are wore out mamas um and with desperate for respite we pull people in that have absolutely nothing to do with disabilities we train them and they fall in love with our kids and then they become this big family and it's just it's all good. Cool. Perfect awareness. And then you're spreading awareness too. You're educating people on the specific disabilities and everything like that. Definitely. Like reverse inclusion. Exactly. Exactly. So you had a, a, a um, fundraiser last weekend. Yeah, we had, uh, we had, well, actually, we had our first uh, official open training for our volunteers. We called it Fear Factors Training, um, so we can logically and openly and honestly discuss the things that people are afraid of and why people don't volunteer with our kids, what, what the, the things that they're scared of. We put them on the table, then we discuss them, and we break down the myths surrounding those fears, like medically fragile, for instance. They're anything but. Um, and we also, at the same time, because I'm either crazy or a genius, had the fundraiser out front in the parking lot. Wow. So you know, we had a yard sale, a bake sale, and a craft sale. And then don't you have, didn't you have something going on this weekend, or is that next weekend? I don't know. No. I don't <laughs> I'm know sure either. We do. I don't have I'm access sure. oh, to the link right now. Our yes. caregiver night out. Yes. Yeah, we had to cancel it. You it's did. It's usually the second Saturday of every month. Yeah, we had to cancel it. We had a bunch of. We didn't take into consideration that there were so many graduations, proms, banquets, and, you know, a lot of our core volunteers uh, had some plans for Mother's Day that weren't in this area, so. Oh, well, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah, it is, but that's okay. We're going to be back on June 9th, and uh, we're going to have a luau. And if they raise enough money, I'm going to wear a grass skirt, and um, Coconut You're going to wear a coconut bra? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I will. That's 
that's what I told my volunteers. If they raise $10,000, I'll... Well, actually, I said five, but I just bumped it up since we put it on here. So. Yeah. Hey, Tanya, we could start a... We could start a chip-in on Facebook and see if we could get it up to, you know, like post your picture and then put like one of those black squares, you know, over your your chest and then say, you know, when it hits the 10,000 mark, we'll take the black square off. I have a better idea. What we can do is we can get people to donate so that I won't put the pictures up. How's that? That'd probably make more money. <laughs> no, really, honestly, you, sh- you should start a chip-in. Because it, with a chip in, you can just throw in a couple bucks, and it wouldn't hurt. You could you could throw in a buck at a time, I think, and you might have some success with that. Just as you know, and we'll help you. We'll help you pump it up. You know, I would. Right. Then I then, really it, it, then the price just went up to twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. <laughs> hey, you never know. I've seen a lot of money raised on on Facebook for other causes. If if it's put out there right. So just let us know. Let us know if you do one and and we'll plaster it everywhere and see if we can't get some funds in there for you. That'll be great. Yeah. Y'all are ready for me to come up there. I can exactly. tell you how to do it. Yeah. Need a few people and do it. I'm sure we exactly. can find some churches up here that would help. So what's our next one, Erica? We We wanted to ask Tanya, maybe you can comment at the end here about some other things that, that you know about things only an autism mom understands. Mm-hmm. And I put that the sandwich must be cut in quarters and <laughs> oh, only an autism mom knows the scripts to most of the Disney movies. <laughs> yeah. Only an aut- Yeah. You know, only an autism mom understands when your child says my socks are too small. It means really they're too big. And only an autism mom knows not to buy clothing with the dreaded tags in them or be prepared to cut them out. And yep. as we were saying in the beginning of the show, that the intro words, whatever they are, wasabenu or whatever it is in Swahili, at the beginning of the Hakuna Matata Lion King is the meltdown producer, at least at our house it is. Only an autism mom understands that having your hair cut is worse than an appendectomy. <laughs> really. That's right. I think I think I could have Joey have his parts taken out before a haircut. Only an autism mom understands that VCR videos are golden and they never get watched the whole way through. And consequently, the VCR format will never go out of style at our house. (laughs) (laughs) And Erica, you said. And I said, I must have exactly two cups of milk before I will touch the food on my plate in front of me. Only an autism mom knows that when her child says, Mom, I have to ask you something, it really means I have to tell you something. Only an autism mom understands their child's inability to verbalize their emotions, if they talk at all. Only an autism mom knows that their child needs to bring the toys to school, not because they want to play with them all day, but but because they make him, him or her feel safe. Only an autism mom understands that there needs to be a routine and schedule because without these things, it can cause meltdowns because of its unpredictability. Only an autism mom understands any changes in the environment can cause a meltdown. Only an autism mom understands that going on vacation and taking the child or children out of their natural environment causes meltdowns and negative behaviors. 
Only an autism mom understands when their son or daughter come home and are being bullied at school for different for being different will act on the issue immediately by calling the school instead of telling the child to let it go. Then will insist will instill in them the coping mechanisms necessary to deal with the bully. Only an autism mom understands that her child may never understand the subtle nuances of social situations. Sometimes they are better off being left alone or prefer to be left alone to do what they, they like. Only an autism mom understands that no matter how many child her to- how many times her child asks for a new toy and no matter how many times she says no, the child is going to obsessively ask for that toy even though they know the answer is no. Only an autism mom understands that no matter how many child how many times her child asks for for an, oh, I already said that one. Only an autism mom understands the need for her child to feel safe at night, and no matter the age of the child, will still allow that child to sleep in bed with her to make them feel safe. Can you think of anything, Tanya, that you that we haven't hit on there that sticks in your mind from your experience? Oh my gosh, do I? Yeah. Um, only an autism mom and her typical kid know that the term just give them the knives is really a joke and you can't say it in public but you can say it at home and it's really funny it's that moment when there's the meltdown going on and everybody's so incredibly exhausted that we're just like give him whatever he wants that doesn't make us refrigerator moms that makes us really tired moms um yeah only autism moms know that uh, our kids are really good. My son particularly likes to take like 10 baths a day. Only autism moms know all, all the alphabet for diagnoses and educational ARD, IEP, 50321, CP247. I don't know. CPO. Yeah, C3PO. <laughs> not, no, I'm not talking about Star Wars. I'm talking about my son's class. Special, special education lingo. Right. Um, only autism moms, I think, can get so tired that every incredibly funny at a certain point. Even like if the lights get cut off because you forgot to pay your bill. And I heard somebody tell me that that didn't happen to me. Um, can you just sit there and laugh and everybody else would be crying because they're just thankful that at least your kid's sleeping through it? I don't know. I could, I could really, if I would have had enough time, I could have probably came up with some good ones. Well, they're all good. How awesome. How, how to say all those wonderful Disney movies all the lines backwards and sound like, you know, some crazy cult worshiper or something. Only autism mom, moms know when their child is scripting. <laughs> That's true. Other They're not people, actually trying to have a conversation with you. They're just scripting. That, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That was like Joey climbed up on this old man's lap at the... Um, 
the radiologist's office when he broke his wrist. And he, he tapped him on the shoulder and he said, excuse me, sir, I hope my horrible ugliness won't be a distraction to you. And that was from SpongeBob. And the man looked at him like... <laughs> What is it? What are you saying to me? You know, and I was like, oh my God, you know, never mind, you know. But it sounded perfectly legitimate, you know. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, it was nice and polite, and, and, but it was a script, you know. So, yes, we know the difference between the, the scripted lines that don't appear to be from a cartoon, but, but actually are, you know. We, we know them. We just, <laughs> we know them as, as well as the children know them. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Tanya, we'd like to thank you for being on the show again. Tanya, are you there? Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I'm here. And I'm sure we'll ask you again. Yes, we will. And we're going to prompt Tanya to start some kind of fundraiser on, on Facebook that... It doesn't require mailing money or it doesn't require ordering anything. It's just throw a buck in the pot is, is the main. Throw it in. Chip in. <laughs> Chip into this cause. I like that. And help. I'm sure somebody that you know knows about how to set up a chip in. So, you know, get it up and running and, and we'll plug it for well, you and we'll track the progress. Okay. Well, have a great month. Day. I love you guys. Thanks thank so you. much. Oh, thanks so much. You have a wonderful Mother's Day too. All right, girl. You too. Take care. So, Pam, we're on to our random news stories. Yeah, I was just reading your first one. I, I want to hear about this. Parents cheer autism-friendly Mary Poppins. The afternoon performance of Mary Poppins was marked by loud yips, shouts, and moans, and that was just fine. It was the second autism-friendly performance of a Broadway show, and for many families with, with a child who suffers from the disorder, it turned out to be a practically perfect day. It is an amazing opportunity to bring our families here and enjoy the show, not be stressed and relax and know that everyone in the theater is in our situation, said Paige Braven, sitting with her 11-year-old daughter, Alexa, in the second row of the new Amsterdam Theater. The Theater Development Fund, a nonprofit organization focused on providing access to live theater bought all 1,797 seats for Sunday's matinee and offered reduced price tickets to families with an autistic member. They sold out in two days. I'm not going to read the whole story, but I think that's such a wonderful idea. And it's so wonderful that that particular development fund bought out all the tickets and sold them for a reduced price and, and just gave those families with members who have, you know, who have family that are on the autism spectrum and gave them that, that luxury of being able to go there and not have to sit there quietly and, you know, be able to exhibit some of their behaviors. I think it's fabulous. I don't particularly care for Mary Poppins, but nonetheless, the idea is fabulous. But a, spoon, but a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, Pam. No, we use honey. We, we <laughs> use honey. Yeah. 
What's your next one here? Workshop offers coping tips. Workshop offers coping tips. For children with disabilities or special needs, scheduling and reinforcement are key. But changing behavioral patterns takes time, said Shay Self, a a Florence-based behavioral analyst. Self and professional counselor Lori Stansell presented a workshop titled No More Chasing Normal to about 30 people who are parents, caregivers, and or teachers for children with a spectrum of special needs, including autism. There's always reason for any type of behavior in whatever you are doing. The heart of applied behavioral analysis is reinforcement, increasing what we do want people to do and decreasing what we do not want. Self-offered several tactics for adjusting behaviors in any situation, such as helping a child stop throwing tantrums or getting off task during schoolwork. For example, she said visual schedules can be extremely helpful in letting special needs children know how their day is going to be structured. I'm not going to read the whole story because that's included in the show notes, but I can definitely attest to the picture schedule um, for special needs is 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 definitely a godsend because Garrett had a picture schedule in kindergarten. He had a picture schedule all the way up to second grade. He doesn't have a picture schedule now, but he also knows what's expected of him in third grade. And his teacher is one of the best. Uh, they couldn't have placed him in a better class. Because the teacher can get him back on task relatively quickly, which is a good thing. Well, that's cool. Well, the ones I found this week, the title of the first one is Autistic Jazz Savant Graduates from Berkeley. And it is the story of Matthew Savage, diagnosed at age three, couldn't stand to hear music, especially happy birthday, but will graduate from Berkeley with a 3.99 grade point average. The jazz jazz musician-composer cut his first album at age seven. It's wow. really It's really a great story, but I, I have to hang on that line about he couldn't stand happy birthday because, God, Joey hates happy birthday. It just wow. blows it. Yeah, that's a... So congratulations to Matthew and his parents, I'm sure, you know, are thrilled that he's made it this far and he's going to be a you know professional musician. Wow. And the second one was just one of those one of those articles that you stumble upon and you think, okay, I don't know what to think about this, but I'm gonna put it in there just for anyone that wants to give it a read. Uh, vaccine study and autism in in baby monkeys. Uh, it's an article regarding a study at the University of Pittsburgh claiming that administration of average doses of childhood vaccines is causing autistic symptoms in baby primates. So if you are interested in the effects of vaccines on children, particularly those with autism, give this article a glance. And those are my news stories for this week. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So how was your week? Um, this past Saturday, Joey was in a bad way with his eyes and his... Allergic conjunctivitis is what they call it, compounded by a sinus infection left over from the virus the last week. 
well, Saturday he was just complaining so bad that his eyes hurt and I can't see, I can't see. He couldn't stand it anymore, so we went to the pediatrician. And he did very well there until she, the pediatrician, said to him when she was sticking the look in your ear thing in his ear, she said, you're okay, you're okay. And that is just one of those phrases that sets him off. I don't know why. Um, he did recover okay. You know, he didn't fuss about it too much, but it was like when it happened. Um, again, that's something only an autism mom knows. Mm-hmm. When when something happens, you hear the baby crying in the Home Depot or somebody singing happy birthday. It, you just, it's like, what do I want to say? Like stop, stop frame animation. You just, your whole body just stops. You just freeze and you're like, Oh God, is he gonna is he gonna deal with this, or is he gonna lose it? You know, I mean, we we are the only ones that understand that. Exactly. Um, so he re- regrouped himself, and we got a prescription. And we left the office, and um, we're still on the meds and finishing them up this week. But this week is tough for him in school because the eye situation, um, the eyelids become granulated. They they scratch the corneas. They make. Your vision blurry, you know, you have watery eyes, the whole schmageggy. And our great teacher is trying to make accommodations for this in the class. She ordered a, a screen magnifier for the computer for him. And, um, you know, she's toughing it out with us, along with our school nurse that I mentioned previously, as far as helping out, giving the allergy medicine and, and whatever she can to help him. And the poor kid waited almost two weeks for his laptop, which he's on right now, to be fixed. Um, he drove me crazy every day asking when it was going to be done. <laughs> you know how per, the the term, perseverating. Can we go now? Is it fixed now? Did you call him? Can we go? Can we get dressed? Can we get out of here? Can we go now? Is it done? Did you call him yet? Is it done? I mean, all stinking day. <laughs> you know, it just drives you nuts. So today, or the day I wrote this paragraph, I picked it up, and I hope this helps to squelch some of his stress and mine. Because Tanya, Tanya Fry knows any mom when your kids are constantly, you know, can I get my bike this week? Did you get my bike fixed? Are we going to go get a bike? Can we go to Walmart and get my bike? <gasps> you know, the average amount of that is enough to drive you up a wall. But our kids just, they, they don't know the meaning of stop. They don't understand that it's really annoying. And I keep saying, Joey, that's annoying. Really, you, you keep going on and on and on about it. I've told you, you have to stop. It just doesn't just doesn't go through. So needless to say, I picked it up. He's on it right now. He's been doing a marvelous job in in keeping his hands quiet, you know, not no I, better not, I better I better not say anything. I'll curse myself. Um you know, so we're we're kind of reinforcing that good behavior. Um, and I wanted to say that sometimes I'm amazed because when I least think he's listening to what I'm saying, I find out later that he truly was. He wrote another story similar to the one I read last week, and this was about going grocery shopping and buying all sorts of fruits and vegetables. And it's part of a Blue's Clues game. Um, Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper go to the grocery store and they tell you what to buy and all this. And I told him, I said, just in passing, I said to him, next week when Miss Patty, our behavior specialist, comes to our house, we will go to the store. And he he wasn't even listening to me at the time. He was scripting away and scripting away. And I really didn't think he heard what I said. Only later this week, he's sitting there and he says, Mom, I, 
I have an idea. And I said, what? And he said, when Miss Patty comes, we can go shopping. So he did hear me, which <laughs> sometimes I find amazing. You know, I mean, he's so caught up in the script and just scripting and scripting and scripting and, and not looking at me and looking off somewhere else. And you think he could, he couldn't have heard me. He just couldn't have, you know? <laughs> yeah. Little, yeah. You know. little so, do you know. That was my week. How was yours? Well, you Garrett. Sound- <sighs> yeah. I'm, I'm medicated. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, for a while now, Garrett's been having some personal hygiene issues, not wanting to wash his body or his hair. He hates the feeling of brushing his teeth. It's like it is somehow painful for him, painful for him to do these things. And I do remember back when he was a toddler, he did not like to be touched with the soap. He didn't like the feeling of the soap. He hated his hair being washed. So I'm thinking some of those behaviors are happening again. And I told him, I said, if he can't, if he can't wash his body on his own, I'm going to come in there and get in the shower with him and I'm going to wash his body. So last night when he took his shower, he comes on, mom, smell my pajamas. I smelled him. He had washed his body and he had washed his hair. So I guess me threatening to get in the shower with him scared him enough to do it. Um, he is still having toileting issues, but now he's coming home clean and not having accidents, but that doesn't mean he's not voiding. So it's back to the laxatives we go. He has been having minimal meltdowns, but when they happen, they're even though they're not fun. Um, the other night he was yelling at me about something, and I had to remind him that I'm his mother and he should not yell at me like that. And then I went through the whole rigmarole. Do you talk to your teachers like that? Do you talk to your friends like that? Do you talk to your father like that? And each question I asked him, he answered no. I said, so what makes you think you should talk to mom like that? But we all know it's probably because he feels the most comfortable around me. He's not scared to be like that. So he knows I'm going to still love him anyway. He he has a, you know, and when he did yell at me, he calmed down really quick, more quickly than he normally does. And then he said he was sorry and that he loved me before before it would have been it would have gone on for hours. He would have been yelling and screaming and having a conniption fit about the littlest thing for hours. Now it's I'm, I'm like progress. Yay. Another big issue with Garrett is he is starting to say that he wished he was dead, still calling himself stupid, and sometimes he says he wishes he was never born, um, which makes me sad. But we're working on hi- on that with him in therapy. And so instead of saying negative self-talk or saying stuff like that, we're making him every night give me two good things about Garrett. And sometimes it, it could be... Sometimes he can't come up with something. So I'm like, okay, what are two good things that you did today? He still can't come up with something. I said, well, one, it was the night that Cassidy had gotten bullied and she was really upset and she was crying. And he's a very compassionate little boy when he wants to be. He went over there and he tried to give her a hug. So that night when I asked him about it, he said, I can't come up with anything. I said, well, what about the time... What about when you tried to give Cassidy a hug because you saw her crying? That was a nice thing to do. Yeah, I guess it was, Mom. Um, 
update on the keeping Garrett back next year. The special ed teacher called me this week and said that she spoke to the principal. And according to the principal, it's rare to hold an entry, entry elementary school student back a grade. And frankly, I'm a little perturbed with that. I called the school he will attend next year, and they cannot guarantee me that he will be held back. At least that's according to the secretary. Um, I guess they do placements over the summer, which, but that I have more tricks up my sleeve on that subject. The autism warrior mom refuses to set him up for failure. So I'm going to be making a couple calls on Monday. Um, Cassidy's last track and field practice was last night and she didn't want to go. So I didn't make her. She said, because she is not taking part in the track meet, then there was no point in her going. I agreed. I said, you know what, Cassidy, if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. Cassidy is still being bullied at school. This time the girl laid her hands on Cassidy and pushed her. I didn't know that. Yeah, Cassidy just told me this yesterday. Oh, my God. Cassidy has enough fortitude to not take this girl's nonsense. And instead of retaliating, she went and told the principal. And I would love to know what happened to the girl. Because the teacher had already threatened the girl with missing out on all the fun at the end, end of year fifth grade activities. Like going to the amusement park and doing certain fun fifth grade activities that they have planned because fifth grade is graduation to middle school. Um, It it just seems like the girl's not getting it. You know, she's just picks on Cassidy and she's just not getting it that she should stop. But, um, I was so proud. I was so proud of that. Cassidy actually stood up for for herself. On the home fright, Cass- Cassidy's being a typical tween, talking back, having her own opinion, and being rude to me. She's still obsessing about drawing, but she's so good at it. Who wants to stop her? The only thing I have a complaint about is she leaves the papers strewn all about the table. Draw to your heart's content, but please pick up after yourself. <laughs> on Monday I get to go to another con- chorus concert and I know I'm going to cry like a baby um, not just out of pride but also I think just how far she has come over the years and if not for all the services she has had she might not have ever, uh, never she might not have ever spoken a word for both my children, even when they are being silly, having tantrums, being obnoxious, I love the sounds of their voices because I truly believe that they had not had all of those services they may have never spoken. And for Cassidy, she has a beautiful voice. Well, both my kids do. Well, that I think, was my, my I week. Think, I think that's what some of our legislators need to understand. I know in our state here, we're going through a lot of budget cuts. I'm not real politically savvy on the minute details of it, but I know that our autism services are have been cut and mm-hmm. some of the children that are small now will not get the services that they're entitled to. And again, like you, I can remember when at two and a half, all Joey could say was blue and ball. And that, that was about it. Blue and ball. And two and a, two two and and a half. half. Two and a half was was the very first time Cassidy said mama. 
I can't honestly remember when I heard that. I think I heard pretzel before I heard mom. Yeah. But that was okay. I didn't care. You know, a word was a word. Exactly. But, uh, you know, these these folks that uh, hold the uh, monetary grab bag need to understand that without the help, without the speech and language pathology, without the special teachers, and special teachers don't make a ton of money, you know, but and it's a hard job. It's a burnout job. Too many mm-hmm. of them get burned out and we lose them. Uh, they go on to take some stupid office job that pays them more. You know, exactly. and that's where all the good ones go, you know. So, like I've said before, spend it now or spend it later. You're going to spend it on when they're little in the probable result that they will be able to perhaps contribute to our society in some meaningful way through a wage earning situation where their taxes will go back into the pot or don't spend any money on them now and end up paying for them all to be, you know, in some residential facility or worse. Exactly. So that's my soapbox for tonight. But anyway, thank you, Pam, for being on the show with me again tonight. Pleasure. And now tonight you sound pooped, so. Yeah, I'm medicated. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's my respite. I think you're tired, too, so. Yeah, I've been up Tomorrow's Mother's third. Day. What are you going to... We're not doing anything. I have no plans. No? No. We went, we went and bought flowers today, and I only had I only had like 20 bucks on me. So I picked out the ones I wanted to put in the flower pots out front, and I said to Joey, which ones do you like? And as I was carrying the ones that I had budgeted for to the register, here he comes with these two red what was it, begonias and three uh, marigolds or something. And I was like, oh, God, Joey, I don't know if I have enough money. And then I said to the girl at the cash register, I said, well, you know, he picked them. I'm going to get them. I don't care if I don't eat at Mickey D's today. You know, I can go home and make myself something to eat, put them there, you know, because he was proud of himself. He chose the red ones and he chose the yellow ones and he carried them up by himself and put them down. So if I had to, like, cash in a a kidney there at that register to get those stupid flowers, I would have gotten them. I know, right? I consider that my Mother's Day present. Well, that's great. But anyway, for all you listeners out there, you can catch us at our website at AutismWarriors.com. We do have a Facebook, facebook.com backslash AutismWarriors. Our email is feedback at sayitproductions.com. We're live every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to go to iTunes to rate and review our show. If you want to give us a call, our number is 813-915-6390. We also have a Twitter account. It's Say It Prods. Thanks so much for listening to the show.